Hey, everybody, this is Scooter. Just a reminder to make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. That way it just comes directly to you, whether you subscribe in iTunes or uh, an Android podcatcher. Uh, then the podcast is just there when you need it. And you can get to our iTunes page uh, by sleepwithmepodcast.com slash iTunes. And I guess if I put this out there, I'll, I'll have to do it. Go to For Android, I'll try to create a link, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash Android. Thanks, and let's get on to the show. Hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. But we do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. I'm going to do the rest. And this is your first time here, you might be like, well, what's the rest? Or if this is your fifth time here, you'd be like... The, the, the other four times you said the rest, it didn't really make any sense to me. Uh, so I'll tell you what, I'll go ahead and uh, give it a shot. What, what the rest is, is, uh, well, tonight's trending Twitter Tuesday. So I'm going to try to spin a little story based on what's trending on Twitter. And you just get in bed, you snuggle into bed, pull up your covers, or you could start this podcast and start getting ready for bed. You know, put your slippers on if you're a slipper sleeper, take your slippers off, whatever, you know, sit on the foot of your bed, take some breaths, or whatever, you know, or you see, GC, whatever it is, look out, Scooter, could you get to the point, remember, you were going to get, you were going to say, because the other four times I didn't understand, okay, I mean, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to be, 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 be understandable here, what I'm going to do but maybe this time I'll tell you the why instead of the... I'll tell you the what, but I'll try to keep that compact, and then I'll tell you the why. How's that? Oh, it's a one-way interactive medium here. But what I'm going to do with my voice, with my stories, with my tales, is I'm going to reach out my hand across the deep, dark night, and I'm going to do my best to create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's running through your brain, whatever's racing through your brain... Whoever's got your body perturbed or your mind disturbed, your emotions unnerved, uh, the rhyming will be curbed here, right there. I, was, I almost rhymed something with there, but I held back with a little a devilish little grin. I don't know if you could hear that. Here it is again. Uh, I think there was a little mouth noise when I did it. Uh, but I'm going to do do that with my voice. I'm going to take it to I'm going to try to distract you from all that, all that stuff that's churning. If you're an overthinker like me, if you're hypervigilant like me, or you're different, but you say, geez, there's something I, I just can't get it off my mind, or I just can't quiet down my legs, you know, or whatever it is, I'm going to try to distract you from that by telling a story. I'm going to use lulling, soothing tones. Pointless meanders, long explanations, a lot of uh, pregnant pauses, like going on a walk with with somebody that says, hey, let's go down the street. And you say, well, there's nothing down that street. I'd say, well, let's check it out anyway. But, but this time you're in bed. You really, there's no walking involved to say, okay, well, why don't you go down there? And give me a play-by-play, because it's even, there's a sign there's the most boring street in the world. It's actually, you know, when they said, this is where, this is the street where vanilla sex was invented, they said. 
uh, it was based, the tale of the old woman that lived in the shoe was based on that. But it was only because it, it wasn't interesting, like a woman living in a shoe. So I'll say, okay, well, I'll go down, I'll narrate it for you. It, it was somehow, and I don't understand how, how it works. I don't even understand why it works. I know how, why I want to do it. But somehow, if you listen to me, you say, well, he's going down the most boring street in the world. I'll listen to see if what, what, what his initial take is. But then you'll be like, well, I'm kind of yawning here. I'm kind of drifting. But his, you know, it's not half bad listening to him talk. A lot better than thinking, oh, wait, I'm not thinking. All my thoughts are listening. And they, they may be there like, oh, is this the most boring street in the world? Because it's a pretty bold statement for Denmark to make. You know, say the Finns, say the uh, other countries around there. And I say, are those, are those isthmuses up there, peninsulas, or uh, the Finns? I say, I know they call it something. Uh, we, we bust out what those northern European countries loathe, which is called the passive listening. Now, those, you know, mentally uh, healthy countries with the high life, long lifespans. You know, one of their mottos, I think it's on a flag. It's one of the smaller countries that says, you know, active listening thus for or something in their language, you know, together actively we listen. I think that's what it translates to. Uh, together we actively listen. But here you don't get used passive listening or non-listening. You don't even need to call listening. You could say, well, my ears are naturally on. So my ears are, you know, absorbing his sound. My brain, maybe. Maybe it's just, my eardrums may be reflecting most of it. And then it's ideally you drift into sleep. Now I said I'd tell you why I do it, because I haven't done that in a little while. And I'll tell you, there's a few reasons why I decided to make this podcast and test it out and see if it worked. And then it worked. And then I said, let's keep doing this thing. One is I'm an overthinker. I got brain bots. I got brain, you know, my brain is always racing, always thinking. Eight, eight, eight thousand voices. I think there was a Bruce Springsteen song about cable television. Long, you know, 20 years ago, I said, well, geez, that kind of sounds like my brain. You know, there's a pitch man on every channel or something. And I said, yeah, most of them are saying, you're awful. Like they said, well, we got this great new product, but it'll never help you. But you should buy it anyway because, you know, there's a chance. But, okay, so let's, let me try to focus the best I can. See, I'm trying to focus. That's why this podcast, well, I guess that one, I guess that one's not on my list of whys, but I guess that we could put it on there, naturally unfocused. So that's two. Uh, three is I had this horrible bout of insomnia, of sleeplessness when I was in uh, fourth, fifth, sixth grade. Uh, based on thinking about school and being uh, afraid of school, t- terrorized by school, uh, among other things. But mostly I spent the whole night worrying about school and then worrying because I couldn't get to sleep. And, and it was... Uh, it was one of those things I'm sure many adults tried to understand it, but they couldn't believe. I didn't feel like anyone could relate to the intensity uh, in the depth of my pain. And I'm not trying to, you know, make a, I'm not trying to make a, a, a pitch for sympathy here. It's just something I've never forgotten. I've carried it with me. 
And especially when I say, geez, I can't. And people will say, well, geez, you know, do, do, you, do you butter your toast? Because if you have some butter in the morning, they say a sleepless man leaves no toast unbuttered or a sleepful man. Or, and they say, people would say, you know, well, did you, did you ever walk around the block? Well, yeah, when I go catch the bus, I got to walk. Oh, okay, well, uh, and they say, this is about, have you tried breathing? Have you tried not thinking? Have you tried thinking about something good? And even to my small child brain, they said these these adults aren't making any sense. They don't they don't get it. Uh, so that's part of it is is trying to do the impossible, which is is to go back to that child I once was and say, "Hey, buddy, I'm here for you. I got some boring stories I'm gonna spin you." And this isn't something I'm angry about or anything. It's just it just is. But there was also something I experienced in those those dark years, is in the deep dark night. That's why I use that term. Uh, on Sunday nights, which were the worst night uh, for me, there was a show called the Doctor Demento Show, which was a comedy parody radio show where like people like Weird Al Yankovic would play songs, and it was joking around, and it wasn't quite like anything I had heard on the radio before. And there was something about it that felt a little bit illicit to a younger me and a little bit escapist. And it just gave me a brief two hours of freedom from my thinking and my worrying and and, and just some sort of uh, a distraction. And it didn't always help me fall asleep, but I felt like it was this companion, this soothing companion. I never met Dr. Demento. And he, he he probably does he probably has gotten thank yous from people. Maybe I should thank Doctor Demento. I have kind of, but that's a, that's what should go on my to do list. And just in case, thank you, Doctor Demento, uh, for 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 bringing me some comfort. And, and so, those are the reasons I do the podcast because I, I said, geez, if it, if this can work for anybody, and they're feeling anything like I did as a kid or as an adult when I can't possibly get to sleep. And I just start to lose hope, and I feel like I'm caught in some sort of cycle or whatever. Like, oh, okay, you just got to stop thinking. Well, how can I stop thinking? Well, just stop thinking right now. Okay, well, I'm thinking right now about stopping thinking. How am I going to stop thinking? Well, you got to stop thinking. What's wrong with you? Well, I can't stop thinking. Geez. Well, how can I possibly stop thinking? That just seems... If you can relate to that, I, 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 I say, geez, I know how you feel. I might not be able to... And some of you that I've heard from are going through totally different things that I, I, I maybe not that maybe I haven't experienced. But I said, "Geez, okay, we're, we ran on some parallel paths or something similar." So I don't know. It ends up this podcast helps a, a, a sliver of people, a wonderful sliver of people, and I'm incredibly humbled uh, to know that sometimes I said, "Hey, let's test this out and see if it works for anybody." That it, that it has. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I, but those are reasons. Those are some of the reasons why I do. And plus, I love telling stories. I'll be honest with you. But the same thing about telling stories comes in that, that the overthinking brain that's on your case, the critic, the uh, perfectionist, all those things, the, the putting it offest or whatever, the procrastinist. Uh, I think that was a book recently, the procrastinist. And they said, no, that's not even an English word. 
And I said, yeah, it was in French, okay? I was trying to translate. I guess I messed it up. Excuse me, poor, 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 poor vey or whatever, the, you know. Uh, so this gives me a chance to say, geez, my stories don't have to be perfect. They have to be lulling, soothing, a little bit fun, a little bit in the spirit of Dr. Demento. But, you know, so I'm here for you. I'm doing my best. And this isn't for everybody, but if it's your first time here, you say, geez, give it a couple tries. I don't think it can hurt. I mean, I, 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 probably. I mean, there's not a lot, there's a lot of nonsense going on during this show. Uh, but go ahead and give it a try. I hope it helps. And the main message I always want to get across is I'm glad you're here. And I hope I, I desire, I really do yearn. And in some sense, in, like I said, in some way, I yearn to go back in time and help myself. So this could be just some great, what do you call that, Oedipalian or whatever the thing is when you want to be the center of the world, egotistical, narcissistic thing. But even if it's, it's still helping people and I'm still just doing my best, even if it's that I'm doing my best and I hope I help you fall asleep. That's what I really want to try to do. All right. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for coming. All right. Housekeeping. We're on the web at www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. Our older episodes, oldest episodes are there. Most of our older episodes, if you subscribe, should be in the feed. But you just might not see them like on iTunes when you look us up and stuff. Uh, but you can comment on our website. You can email me feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can get me on Twitter or Facebook. That's the quickest way. And that's where I post bloopers and sleep articles and stuff like that. I want to thank Chris Posey Posterson, who does our music. He's over at soundslikeanearful.com. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer on our artwork. Also testing out some light dims that I think uh, Jennifer recommended once. Uh, maybe that'll be on a show, upcoming show, a sleep show. We have a Facebook group over at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash nods, N-O-D-S. And our moderators over there, Laura, Lida, Rachel, to the L to the G, Julie C, and Jennifer B. And it's just a little community place where you can, you know, get to know, you say, geez, you listen to this podcast too? What's up with this scooter guy? And then you can say, geez, you, you rub bomb on your feet before you a bomber or a non-bomber? B-A-L-M, you know. And you can talk about stuff like they say, well, Jesus, do you do uh, clockwise bombing or counterclockwise bombing? And they say, geez, I never thought about it that, that way. I have always done, uh, you know, parallel, parallel, you know, parallelogram bomb. App and then someone say, I'm a bomb applicant. I'm a bomb reader. It's like a palm reader, but I, I put bomb on and I read. It's actually the same as a palm reader. Uh, but just with bomb on your feet, you know, so kind of like a, you know, bit like a palm reader. Uh, my piano teacher, the same one I gave, you know, multiple nervous breakdowns to, she read my palm one time. And uh, she she was good. I, you know, I said, I still think about it. I'm not going to share it, obviously, because, you know, they said it. it related, you know, where she said evil, you know, and then she took the holy water. Didn't work, but uh, so that's uh, so that's that. I shouldn't have brought that up, but uh, I want to thank. Uh, but let's run through some quick uh, emails. I want to thank uh, uh, Carrie or Cherry. I think it's Carrie with a C for her email. 
Over on Twitter, I want to thank William G. Aaron S. T. M. and Nick Z for their uh, tweets or tweeting activity. Over on Facebook, I want to thank uh, Dustin, Alexander, Julie, Laura. And then over on uh, iTunes, iTunes reviews. If you want to review or rate the podcast, it's a huge help to keep us, uh, you know, ranked, I guess, or whatever uh, on iTunes. And it just helps people say, well, Jesus, this is what this podcast is like. I relate to what this person's saying. Uh, you can do that. You just go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash iTunes. Or if you've already done that and you want to help, uh, go to uh, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash strange. And that'll take you to iTunes for our new 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 version of the podcast. Uh, intro free, uh, intro free, recycled stories twice a week, Mondays and Wednesdays. That's sleepwithmepodcast dot com slash strange or strange android. But if you can subscribe and review and rate that podcast, that'd be great. But speaking of Nixie, I want to thank Nixie for an iTunes review. He says the podcast is incredible and magic. Whoa. And, you know, it sounds like it's helping Nick, so uh, get some sleep, so thank you, Nick. And then Grapefruits Girl says, Insomnia Conquered Through Bedtime Stories. I've been listening for several months, but between triple anxiety, insomnia, and painful medical conditions, uh, maybe at least getting a little bit of rest and, you know, that late-night anxiety, at least now, Dr. Demento did for me. I have the honor of doing that for Grapefruit Girl. Or, excuse me, Grapefruits Girl. So that that's, geez, to being able to pay back Dr. Demento by helping other people. And I feel so alone and uh, goof around with you. So thank you both for your reviews. And thanks everybody for 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 all, all the ongoing support. Thanks so much. And let's uh, let's keep this keep this. Uh, I would say keep this party moving, but it's, well, it's a bit, we're in bed. Or some you know. So it's kind of like a, let's keep this lulling, lulling. Let's keep this me. Yeah, I guess it would keep a meander. Let's keep this meander bending. How's that? Let's keep this band a turning. I'm dancing while I'm doing that. I don't know if you're making chair squeak. All right, let's go. Let's go. Let's keep this meander bending. Let's keep this gerrymandered. What's the other one? Politicians do. I, uh, let's bu- let's bust some fills out here. <laughs> okay. All right, everybody. I'm on uh, Twitter here, uh, checking the trends again. I'm not getting. Uh, I guess I'm, I'm my skill figuring out loading Twitter uh, to, uh, what do you call it, find the trends. I, I don't know. I think they change their interface or something every once in a while, and they say, where the hell are the trends? So this time I'm getting the full, like, the trend with, like, uh, additional English and stuff, but that'll be fine. That should be fine. Uh I'm trying to get ahead on shows, so it's 8.09 here, or 8.09, what's the date? August 11th, so you'll probably be hearing this around August, uh, two weeks from now, August, what's 14? 11 plus 14 was, what, 25? Uh, Maybe, maybe you'll hear it sooner, maybe not, so... So it's trending Twitter Tuesday, and it was interesting because I was, uh... 
I, I, I got myself into a, a situation with, because, uh, you know, with the podcast, I'm, I said, well, I said, man, I, I, got a, I got a job, and then I got the podcast. They both take uh, equal amount of my time, but just different. I said, well, so uh, they both take, like, an equal amount of my time, but... Uh, but he say like uh, you know, but but not uh, over, not overlapping except at like lunch and there during the commute I'm working on the podcast, uh, writing and editing stuff. But then, and then I said, well, she said, you know, I've always wondered, can I do this podcast as a job? What, what can I, you know? Uh, and I've I've had to, I, I, I said, and I'm like, well, just be patient, Scooter. And I'm not much of a business person. We've talked about business before and how me and business have not gone well. And this isn't a good or bad thing. This is a gray area thing, so I don't want anybody to have a knee-jerk reaction. But I'm not someone that's motivated by money, and that actually is not a good thing necessarily. Because it's probably not, not out of altruism. It's just out of fear. I'd like, geez, I don't want to think about money. I just want to pay the bills. Uh, and and that stuff. So I'm not good with the, I can't do sales type stuff, and also have bad temper, resentment, and fear. And I see, geez, how the heck did I get a ton of anger and a ton of fear? Uh, that's why I, I don't run a business. Uh, it's just not in my, it's not my forte. But I've said, geez, I'd like to do. I like to figure out a way with these stories or this podcast to at least only work 40 or 50 hours a week instead of 90, you know, and I'm and being patient about it. But you got like a lot of people in this podcasting world that are in it uh, and, and their minds are more focused. Okay, well, here's some good ways to make money at your podcast. Uh, and they say, well, geez, uh, you know, a lot of it is... Uh, you know, one leverage your 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 skills you already have. Like if you're an entertainer, you leverage the audience you've already built up. You leverage that you're already entertaining, and you see a lot of success. You see like a, people making a success about it. Like I think about the guys running Wolf Pop, or Scott Ackerman, Paul Shear, uh, Matt Gorley. You know, or other guys that look up, I personally look up to uh, that, uh, like Tom Merritt, the McElroy brothers, uh, Sidney McElroy, doc, Dr. Sidney McElroy, and then, you know, people that are doing the podcast as a, as a, just a educational thing, like, uh, uh, John, John August and Craig Mason. But then you say, well, geez, Scooter, hey, none of them are making, some of them are making a decent amount of uh, money at it, but they're also doing other stuff, you know, that's not their primary source of income. So I say, okay, oh boy. So you tell me, and I say, okay, okay, plan, okay, what's our plan B then? And I say, okay, hello. I said, what's our plan B here, boys? And I say, well, geez, I could just uh, sing uh, Ricky, that song from that Ricky Schroeder show. Maybe one day I'd be like Ricky Schroeder from Silver Spoons. Uh, like here we stand face to face, just a couple of silver spoons. Hoping fine, we're two of a kind, making it all, taking it all together.
We're going to find our way. Do, 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 together. Uh, taking the time each day uh, to learn about those things you just can't buy. We're silver spoons together. You and I. And then that part of my brain says, well, Scooter, how are we going to use that? And I said, well, hold on. Well, didn't Ricky Schroeder, wasn't the plot of that? Like he got thrown out of military school. And he was estranged from that guy who was a two, who owned a, like FAO Schwartz took him in. John Houseman was there uh, to say things. And he was friends with Jason Bateman. And he had a train that went around the house. And that worked super out pretty sweet, you know. And I think they might have owned a candy store like at the front of their house or something. I'm not positive on any of those facts. Uh, so then I, so that was one of my plan B originally. I said, okay, well, okay, so plan, silver, was a plan, silver spoon plan. Uh, find a rich person, similar to the silver spoons guy, and, ha you know, have them hire you to br brush, brush their teeth. I joked. But, you know, do a bedtime story, 10, 10, 10 G's a pop. And, you know, make sure you have a no perversion clause, maybe bring a bodyguard. Or at least a witness to say, well, yeah, I had to tase him because he he, he touched my forearm and yeah, that, that that's it's in the tase. You know, I said clearly that I don't want my forearms being touched by anyone. Uh, that I'm, you know, in a professional, this is a professional environment. They say the officer said, oh, okay, you're a professional. But I don't buy any of this. And then TMZ got involved. And this poor guy, he's like, I haven't been on TV and, you know, I just was on Silver Spoons. So I, I guess formal apology to that guy. I, I, I know his name. I think his name's Joel something. So, Joel, I apologize for making you. I said it was free. You know, I said normally, I think they call it in kind or something. I said, uh, you know, you're my pilot program. And he said, how did you find me? But that's not true. No, no, I would never do that. Uh, like that, I would, you know, say, you know, make up a more. I said, well, I'm with the International Sleep Sleep uh, Experimental Council on Sleep. Uh, we need to set up it. But anyway, none of that's important. Most of that is sealed in, 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 in this, that state. So don't worry about it. Forget I said anything about that. But it turns out there's not uh, a large portion of people that listen to this podcast that have ten multiple, you know, stacks of ten thousand dollars that aren't uh, forearm touchers. Uh, you know, they say, "Well, scooter, yeah, then I can do a little." For and I say, "No, no, 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 no. There'll be no forearm rubbing. You won't even. Be, I don't even want your body heat transferring to my body heat." You know, at a distance of, I don't know how many, what a meter is. Uh, but I said, and then I said, just listen to the podcast. It's free. Keep your 10,000, all right? And I said, darn that anger and resentment. It blew it again. That's why I'm not a business person. So that was plan B. It did not work out. Uh, but that's what a lot of people said. We got to find a way to, you know, soak the rich people that listen to the podcast. And so I said, I tried that. And then the next thing they say is come up with a, a product uh, and sell it to your audience, you know. 
And I said, like, you know, with with false hope. I said, was, and they they would say, they they said, you know, they said you can't say that out loud. And I said, with with false hope, you saw them false hope. And and they said, and I said, oh, wait, this is just me imagining having a conversation with these people. But they say make a product, you know, usually charge a grant for it. And it's like, how do, and I, I said, well, I don't know if I'm comfortable. That's this again, why I'm not a business person. They said, if there is a business that involves soothing my fears and expressing, you know, and I, I guess that's the Midler app, but you know, I said, geez, I, that I can't make money off that. So then I said to myself, I said, scooter, uh, and I said, when did I, and I said, when the hell did I start calling myself scooter in my private life? And then something said something back, and I said, and then I had to curl up in a ball for a while. And I said, oh no. And BK said, but then I said, and I just said, oh, it's just, it's just, you know, new muscle memory, new pathway burned in the, in the plasticity of my brain. Uh, so then I said, okay, well, I said, I said, well, I could be, I have a, I have a plan D, which is a B, but I don't want to air that plan D because that one's, that that's in the day. I said, well, I have a fear of being, you know, out there. And they said, but Scooter, you got all these characters that come on your show. What about a new, I said, what about birthday, children's birthday parties or something like that? And I said, oh, geez, I said, oh, boy, who, who said that? That is gold. And then I started running through. What, I said, okay, what kind of costumes we got uh, saved up here? And then I said, the old lab coat. It's time to bring out the old lab coat. And so I put on the old, I went in the closet. I put on the old lab coat, which is, hey, the old, it's an old lab coat that I said, that I keep. I just had a, had a long tradition since, since, uh, like when I was trick or treating, they said a lab coat's all. If you don't know what you're going to be for Halloween and you got a lab coat, you got no problems. I mean, I'm not talking about just being a doctor, you know. I, I at one time, oh boy, personal story alert coming in, unexpected personal story alert, and they go, go, get, get young on the phone because this is going to involve the collective uh, subconscious or whatever he calls it. Well, there was a one time, many times, that I didn't know what I was going to be for Halloween, right? But I, then I grabbed the old lab coat. And I think one time I tried to go to school as underwear man. I think I talked about that, and I, got, I think I got sent back home. Uh, but I, I think I used the lab coat for that, and then I was just wearing a pair of uh, underwear. My, maybe my father's, maybe my own. Please, God. If there is a God in heaven, please let it be, have been my own or never. Let me find out it wasn't my own. But there was a, so I'd bust out the old lab coat. Now, there was one time I was in some sort of, uh, man, I, he said, geez, if I told the story, the apex, I, never mind, we'll talk about that on Halloween time. But so I said, well, I got the old lab coat. I had a pair of those. Uh, now, I had no idea these were Groucho Mark glasses, but the one with the nose, the mustache, and the glasses I had, to a kid in the 80s, I think it was not Groucho Mark glasses. It was like an undercover. That's what spies wore when they went over to Russia. 
you know, to stay undercover. They wore these special glasses with a fake nose and a mustache, and they were undetectable. Uh, so I had no idea who Groucho Marx was, but again, collective unconscious or whatever. So I said, okay, I got this lab coat, and then I got these glasses, and I said, and I don't know what grade I was in. I guess this is what was my destiny, this podcast, because I said, okay, I'll pull it off. I can pull it off. They said, I'm not going to win the uh, costume contest, but I could give shit about that. But I won't be humiliated either. And at least I don't get one of those damn, uh, you know, my parents were like, geez, we got six kids. We're not buying you one of those plastic uh, Halloween costumes that breaks in 15 minutes. That costs like 15 bucks. Uh, Believe me, I was uh, full of envy. And occasionally I would get one of those, but not, you know, every year. But so anyway, I was like, I'll pull it off. So I pulled it off, and I remember there was a Halloween parade where you parade around for the adults. Very perverted and demeaning in some level, you know. Or, I mean, I guess if it's parents, makes sense. But I felt, got a feeling there wasn't all parents here. Uh, but whatever. And at some point, the people were cracking up because they had a routine, you know, but I was like, hey, you know, just I was just hamming it up. You know, I'm terrified, but as soon as I got out there in the parade, you know, something in my brain goes, baby, 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 go crazy, bro. And then I started going crazy performing, you know. And I even know what I was doing, but, it, but I think I was killing. I'm pretty sure I was killing. But for some reason, I was, I was, I was doing some Groucho Marx moves, which I had no idea. But then people were like giving me, somebody gave me a fake cigar and they were saying, why don't you say this about, you know, whatever Groucho Marx says, I should have called an attorney or whatever. I don't even know. And I'm sorry, Marx Brothers, I was a, I was a Stooges fan and I never watched it. And I'm sure those guys are brilliant. I'm, I'm, I'm sure of it, but I never watched any of it. But I think maybe Groucho Marx was like Twitter before Twitter. Like you would be, somebody would be like, oh, terrible excuses for being late. And he'd be like, I drove a duck here in front of Froome, you know. Your wife is wonderful. I just, you know, that's why I'm late, you know, stuff like that. I guess those are terrible excuses for being late. Uh, My brother is in a giant raincoat and he's got that hair and I don't know what the heck's wrong with him. And they say, well, yeah. That's a good excuse for being late if you're not, you know. But anyway, so I was doing the Groucho Marx routine, and I think my point was ever since then, I've tried to keep my hands on a lab coat at all times, white lab coat, not, and I said, geez, I'd like to own an actual science-based lab coat from a science-type organization instead of one. Instead of one I found, uh, you know, in a thrift shop or bought at a costume store, you know. I'm thinking about Halloween stories. I say, geez, how come there hasn't been one about a lab coat, you know, that when you put it on? Well, I guess maybe that is a story about, so I put on, you put on a lab coat and you change into a, this is actually what happened in this situation, but different because I said, I was being driven not by greed and not by survival, but I said, I got to figure out an angle with this podcast. And I always hear people say income streams or diversify. And I said, okay, you know, any time I get involved in that, it ends up being bad. You should just say bad idea, Scooter. Uh, 
uh, don't, you know, disaster ahead. It's like, uh, free tickets on the Titanic, boys. Let's do it. And they say, well, geez, aren't you from the future? Don't you know what's going to happen? Free, did you hear me? Free tickets. You know, there's free food and stuff on there. And drinks. I'm going to start drinking again, boys. Free tickets on the Titanic. So I put back on the old lab coat, you know, like like uh, like someone cool would pull their leather, leather vest out. Like an old break-a-breaker, B-boy, be, be B-girl. Be goes to the back of their class and they say, you know, like if it was breaking, you know, if it was like, uh, I know they're making a remake of Jen in the ho- Gem in the Holograms. But if they were remaking Breaking break Two Electric Boogaloo, uh, Breaking Redo Electric Boogaloo, ooh, hint, you know, Hollywood, Turbo, Tesla, you know, Tesla, you know, Elon Musk is definitely going to be in that Electric Boogaloo, Electric Redo, you know, whatever, Electric Redo. Electric boogaloo redo, you know, what do we say, electric redo? I don't know, but I'm sure, you know, you, so when I, so I slipped on the old lab coat, I searched it, I patted it, and I found one of those things that I still don't know what they're called, not a compass, but the half circle thing, I think that might be a compass too, or maybe it starts with a P. Prism parallelogram? No, I think it does start with a P, it's some math thing. And I said, okay, that's a start. And uh, and I said, okay, sleep podcast plus a lab coat equals. And I said, what was our other idea? Plus children's parties plus a lab coat plus uh, brushing rich people's teeth. And I said, okay, I guess I think I got an idea here. And I said, well, San Francisco is full of... Uh, you know, tourists and water-based things in the Bay Area is full of it. And I said, okay. So I put on the old lab coat and I started hanging around with the areas where people would have questions about marine mammals. So I said, okay, well, I have my lab coat. I'll go down to somewhere where families uh, go with where there's marine mammals and I'll just hang around, and I had a, a vague plan in my mind to uh, co- combine us the podcast with this hybrid form of money making. And, and I didn't know how I was going to make any money doing this, but uh, uh, huh? Well, now talking about it, now it really seems like a bad idea, but uh, it, it's not that bad an idea. There I was, I was walking outside a, a marine mammal center or some place not called that. And I was wearing my lab coat. I, I was measuring things with the, uh, I'd found one of those short, uh, those short things. What are those called? Rulers. And I was measuring things. And I was standing by the water, and it was one of those beautiful days on San Francisco Bay. The sun was shining, the water was churning, the breeze was flowing, and and families were were taking it all in. And then I saw a a father with a, a daughter and a son. 
And the daughter seemed to be about 10 years old, and the son was maybe seven, six-ish, or something, I don't know. And they were looking out at the water, and the daughter said, Daddy, look, Daddy, look, there's a dolphin out there. And we all looked where she was pointing, but but it was was gone, or, or it was never there. And the dad said, oh, and she said, I didn't see it, honey. And her brother said, oh, there's no dolphin out there. And then the dad said, well, geez, it could have been, uh, you know, a sea, you know, some sort of sea lion or a seal. And the daughter kind of sighed, and then she was looking at the same spot. And they, they saw me with my lab coat, you know, measuring. Essentially, I was just measuring the guardrail, so, but it looked very official. You know, I was like... Uh, measuring it inch by inch and testing its structural integrity. Uh, but, but that's when I heard my in, because the daughter said, Daddy, where do dolphins go to sleep? And I said, Scooter, this is your moment to shine. And, uh, and I straightened out my lab coat and I, I made my most official walk and I said, you know, make sure you don't seem like a creep, Scooter, because this is a family trying to, you know. And I said, uh, and then I said, oh boy, I don't even have a fake scientist voice. But I said, oh, I said, uh, that's an excellent question, my dear. If you don't mind me me saying that, and, and she kind of looked at me. But I'll tell you what, in most situations, but no, no, in sixty percent of situations. A lab coat gives you carte blanche, you know, with people. They say, I can trust that person. They're in a lab coat. In the other 40% of situations, the person says, my God, that person's in a lab coat. You know, let's get out of here. But this was one they said, well, marine mammals in lab coats. And, and this guy, so I said, uh, I said, well, do you mind if I bend your ear a little bit about the where dolphins sleep? Because it's a magical, uh, magical... Uh, I said, there's no magic involved, but there is. And they, I, I said, look out there at the water. Do you know that a dolphin has lungs just like you and me? And, and, and that's when I realized the kids were actually maybe smart. They said, well, not exactly, because the dolphin's lungs have a greater oxygen capacity and they're more efficient at exchanging O2, and they have a sire, CO2. I said, CO2, is CO2, is that water or, or carbon dio- oh, dioxide? Okay, sorry, go ahead. And they talked about, uh, I don't know, ion exchange, and the dolphins, uh, when they're diving deep, that the oxygen just goes only to their brain, their heart, and their swimming muscles. And then I was like, oh boy, I'm learning something about dolphins here. Great. But then I sensed it. They didn't know. And I said, son, you, you, see, you certainly know a lot about marine mammals. You wouldn't happen to spend a day in the marine mammal center, would you? And he's like, I've touched a, I've touched a dolphin's lung. And I said, okay, anyway. I said, anyway, uh, where, where do you think dolphins sleep? And he said, probably a cave. And I said, oh, tell me more, tell me more. 
And he said, like, an underwater cave, and then they pop up, and they got a bed there. And I said, well, wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't they dry out down there? Wouldn't they dry out? And he said, well, I said, okay, good, good point. And I said, don't they have to stay in the water? And then his sister said, uh, uh, they just float in the middle of the water. And I said, okay, well, what about those lungs they have? And she said, well, maybe they uh, swim up and get it. She said, huh, I don't know. And then I said, what about baby dolphins that, uh, you know, they're not strong enough? And they said, well, their mother carries them. I said, well, okay. And I said, why don't you guys step into my dolphin uh, story lab, which is this bench over here. Have a seat, and I will spin you the tale of where or how do dolphins sleep? And then the dad said, don't, don't make that voice around my kids. And I said, where do dolphins sleep? And he said, all right, that's more science. And, I said, and then I straightened the, my lab coat I was wearing. And it, unfortunately, I was going to point to where it said Dr. Scooter, but it, you know, it didn't say that. Or, uh, but probably not Dr. Sleep, because I think that's taken. I think... Uh, Oh, no, that's Dr. Feelgood, but it, definitely not Dr. Feelgood. You don't want that on there around, you know, at a marine mammal area. But I said, kids, have a seat, and I'm going to tell you a little bit. I'm going to tell you a little bit about uni-hemispheric slow-wave sleep. It's an unusual form of sleep that is deep with slow, you know, obviously slow waves, because I said slow waves, but it helps the brain consolidate memories and recover from daily activities. And then there was a, a long pause because I said, I was trying to remember the facts that I had written down when I said, hey, I'll be right back. And then I ran off and I said, do not go anywhere. And then I ran off, wrote down all these facts and came back. But I said, as you guys know, because you're so smart, uh, you know, marine mammals spend their whole lives at sea. Uh, now let's talk a little bit about bottlenose dolphins, because that's one everybody's. You guys, you get your kids fans of bottlenose dolphins, and they kind of shrugged. I said, well, you know, they. I said they were telling me how much they like you guys, and then they kind of gave me a grin. Like, but I said, I think we can all agree dolphins need to sleep, right? We can all agree on that. And I said, maybe they have more than one way of sleeping. I said, do you guys ever take a nap? And they said, not anymore, we don't. And I said, when you were in kindergarten, did you ever take a nap? And they said, our little sister's at kindergarten, and she still takes naps. And I said, on a little square rug? And they and they said, yeah. And I said, don't those rugs smell terrible? And then the kids said, said yeah. and even the dad said, oh, those rugs. And, and I said, he said, and as a matter of fact, I'm going to call the school. And I said, no, no, no. We're talking about dolphins. No, we're calling the school board. But I said, maybe dolphins have two ways of sleeping, kids. Maybe one where they just rest in the water like a log. Uh like log sleeping, I think they call it, where they're deep asleep. But some part of their mind is still working. Like, hey, kids, do you mind if I ask, do you breathe while you sleep? And they say, yeah, yeah, of course we breathe, you silly goose. 
And I said, huh, I wonder where geese sleep. But I said, maybe that's for another performance at a, a geese sanctuary. But I said, uh, I said, uh, and I said, do you guys think about breathing or do you just breathe all night? And they said, we, we just breathe. And I said, have you ever watched each other sleep, you know, and gone in and said, well, look at, look at how cute, like, do you guys get along? And they said, no. And then I said, they said, but yeah, I said, aren't you guys, don't you like each other better when you're asleep? They're asleep, your sibling. And they said, oh, yes, of course we do. And I don't know, I, I think I didn't have a point there. But I said, so dolphins, a lot of times they'll sleep like in a, like a log in a deep sleep. And then, but then their brain will say, hey, let's get some air. And then they'll float up and get some air. But I said, could you believe that dolphins can also swim and sleep at the same time. And they said, what? And they said, they said, like, sleepwalking? And I said, well, I said, no. I said, no, more like a, uh, uh, because they're, 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 they're doing it because they have to, you know, to stay, stay uh, clear of predators. You know, I said, I, actually, I don't know anything about sleepwalking. You're asking the wrong person. And I said, your dad ever sleepwalk? And they say, oh, yeah. And I said, I bet it's to go get snacks, huh, dad? And then the, you know, we all gave the dad a hard time. Uh, but I said, so the dolphins, that's where the unihemispheric uh, sleep-a-majig comes in. Because one half of their brain is asleep and the other's awake. And the kid said, no. And I said, yeah. And I said, you won't even believe this when I tell you. One of their eyes is open, and one of their eyes is closed. And I said, do you think you could sleep like that? And they said, no. And I said, go ahead and try. And they said, hey, Dad, why don't you go buy some ice? Me and you can get some ice cream while these kids sleep with one eye open. And then the kids, they, they had a laugh. And I said, I'm pretty sure I don't know anything about the brain. But I think the, the opposite side of their brain so if they're this eye, their their right eye is open, and then we get into the thing where it's like, is it my left eye or your left eye? And I said, well, I said whatever eye is open, I think the opposite side of your brain's on. But then I said, in the middle of the night, they'll just switch brain. Their brain and their eye will switch, but they'll just keep swimming along. And I said, this isn't based on any science, but I know that they, a lot of times they'll swim in pairs. And I wonder if we had actual science. Now I know I'm wearing a lab coat, and that's because I, I, you know, I believe in the science of sleep. I don't know anything about it. But I said, you know, they're there so that they each have one eye to keep an eye, you know, on the situation. And then their brain can switch right into a safety mode if they have to go get away from a predator or, you know, they see a mermaid and they want to say, hey, Ariel, what's up? Or if they need to get some air. But kids, I can't tell you, if you think that is interesting, wait till I tell you about baby dolphins. And then I said, I'll be right back because I got to go look. The, and I said, I'll be right back because I got to go look this up. Okay, kids, because... Young dolphins, and actually most marine ant mammals, uh, they actually eat, rest, and sleep while their mother tows them along behind her because she can't carry them, obviously. 
because she doesn't have arms and she needs her flippers to move. But they, she tows them behind them in her slipstream. Have you guys ever seen a boat before? And then we looked back out on the bay and we watched the wake behind some boats and the wakes behind the ships. And we it ended up the father was an expert on boating or something. I don't know, I stopped listening to him because a, a seagull was talking, you know, annoying me. Uh, but I said, the mother the trailing behind her is enough power in her slipstream. It's called an echelon to tow the baby behind him just with the power of her swimming and the power of the flow of water. And I said, as a matter of fact, the dolphin... The mother and the baby, they can't stop swimming when the baby's a newborn. Because if they do, the baby will start to sink. The babies are called calves, by the way. Because the baby is not enough body fat to just float on its own. But at the same time, the baby can't swim too much because it'll tire the baby out. And the baby, you know, could be too tired to stay safe. Or the baby could catch a, 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 as we call it, an ocean cold, uh, which is a general term for, you know, some sort of infection or something. So the whole time the baby's floating along behind the mother, sound asleep. Uh, the mother's towing them behind when they're asleep. I said, would you guys like that? And they said, uh, well... It's kind of, and then they told me this story about how their brother, I think his name was T, was his nickname. And I said, Can I call you T? He said, Sure. He said, Can I call you doctor? And I said, Well, uh, that would be a fraud because I'm not a doctor. But I said, You could call me, uh, 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 Slockter. And he said, That sounds weird. And then they called me, they said, Can we call you the Slockter? And I said, I guess. And I said, but wouldn't you guys like to be towed behind your mother? And then they said, well, we were because, you know, you push these strollers around. And they said, T could only sleep in a stroller. And the dad said he would run around in the stroller and, you know, push it. And then the sister, I think her name, I can't remember her name. It was something to do with good weather. I don't know if it was... a. Her name may have been Double Rainbow. It could have been Double Rainbow, but I probably would have remembered that. But she told me how she loved to be. And I said, you guys are like a couple marine mammals. Like, do you guys like to swim? And they said, oh, yeah, yeah. And when we went and got some, it was a pleasant afternoon. Uh, and and I said, well, geez, uh, I, didn't, I didn't make any money doing that. And then I went home and I said, I got home and I was, I, I was exhausted and also I had, I had paid people to do my, I ran up to people working at stands. I said, can you do some research for me on where dolphins sleep? Here, here, I'll pay you $4. And then I bought the ice cream. So the afternoon cost me about 30 bucks. So my business plan was at negative 30. And I said, well, geez, I thought I was going to diversify my income here, but I don't, I didn't, uh, but I said, well, I said, I said, I said, I said we might be onto something, Scooter. And I said, well, geez, at least I know I have this lab coat here whenever I need it. And I said, maybe, 
And I said, is that a thing? Could I be a sleep busker and travel? And I said, is there a room in the street performer uh, world for a man so boring? He, he bores, you know, I'll bore the street right off you. I'll bore you. And I said, probably not. Now, is there room in the, is there enough marine mammal sanctuaries for me to tour outside? And I said, probably not. And I said, well, this could be a pastime. Another new hobby is uh, where do animals sleep? I don't know. So I want you to close your eyes now. And try to imagine that you're a baby, a bottlenose dolphin named Babu-Ba. A baby bottlenose dolphin named Babu-Ba. And you're being tra- you're, you're in the power of the ocean flowing around you. But the power of your mother's swimming is so magnetic, it tows you behind. And right now, you have a full belly of warm, wonderful mother's milk. And your eyes are so heavy, and you know you're in some sort of, you know you're in some sort of pod of other dolphins and other uh, baby bottlenoses with bee names towed behind their mothers. And the sea is pulling you. And the mothers are vigilant and always moving forward to keep you safe. Your belly is warm. And you say, Jesus, how good do I have it here? I'm to- I-, I had to go out of the womb. But now I'm in a giant womb. It's, 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 uh, I'm making progress. I'm growing. But I'm not independent. But I'm, I'm free, technically, but I'm not free to swim around. But I've been satiated. And now I'm chugging along. I have a sense of safety but I also have a sense of movement all around me. I can hear nice sea sounds, bubbles, you know, whales saying, and I say, it's not bad being a baby bottlenose dolphin named Burma and you drift off into the sea and you sleep good night uh hey everybody this is scooter at a little announcement here anybody that donated money uh, for the children's museum of montana uh, anybody that would like to donate money, they they were robbed over July 4th weekend and one of our listeners helps out there lie to lie or anybody that bought a shirt and sent me a picture of them. You didn't even have to send me a picture of you wearing the shirt. Just uh, uh, send me a picture of the shirt. Uh, make sure to head over to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash Montana. One of the bonuses is up there. And there might be a second bonus. I'm not guaranteed. But this one, 
you know, it, it was it was the first appearance ever of Kiwi Shavers. You might, uh, those of you that w- walk in the woods episode, you say, geez, where did this Kiwi Shavers come from? Well, he, that's where Kiwi Shavers, for, I first met Kiwi Shavers, uh, and, and, and we go for a kayak ride. It's not a sleep episode, but if you ever wonder, like, what it would be like to go for a kayak ride with Scooter, would it be boring? Yes. Would it be quirky? Yes, check. So go over to sleepingpodcast.com slash Montana. Uh, you could still donate money there. The information's there. And I'll tell you what, you know, if, if somebody like, oh, geez, what a, you know, I don't I don't know what pie is. Here's what you, if you're going to be on my website already, just open your bank's website in a tab. I, don't, I haven't written a check yet. I don't even know when. And just send us either $3.14, is that what pie is? Or even to point, to .31 cents to Children's Museum of Montana. The information's there. Your bank doesn't charge you to send a check. And then go ahead and listen to that download episode. I'm sure, you know, what if four of you guys send it? Four of four. Hey, you know, four of you listeners send us 30 cents. That's a dollar twenty, right? So, but yeah, send three dollars and fourteen cents, and it'll be funny. I, you know, just like when you fill up gas for somebody, or maybe I only do this, and they say, "Can we put twenty bucks in?" And then you put nineteen ninety nine, and then you laugh, and then they say, well, "I, I never liked you," and then you say, "Well, I got to start on to be a friend." So, uh, Children's Museum of Montana. Let's move on to the show. Thanks so much.